The Welsh Wire, where talent and business connect in West Michigan. The Welsh Wire features moderator Mike Rogers and professional recruiting expert Sherry Welsh in this weekly podcast. Listen in as leaders from a wide array of small to mid-sized West Michigan companies weigh in and share their experiences and insights on a variety of business topics, including employee retention challenges and recruitment success stories. Hi, this is Mike Rogers with another great Welsh Wire conversation. Now, here's Sherry Welsh. We're here today with our show co-produced with our friends at the Family Business Alliance. And joining us today as our special guest, once again, we're welcoming back Anna Gonzalez. Welcome to the Welsh Wire, Anna. Oh, thank you very much. Hi, Sherry. How are you? So good. So good to have you back. Anna is the director of the Family Owned Business Institute, and she's an assistant professor of management in the Seedman College of Business at Grand Valley State University. We talked in our last show several months ago about some studies that you've done at the Family Owned Business Institute. But for those who maybe missed that last show, Anna, catch us up a bit again on what you do there at the Institute and your body of work. Thank you, Sherry. Yes. Uh, so what we do at the Family Owned Business Institute is to champion and serve family businesses through education, scholarship, and advocacy. So what that means is that we support uh, faculty who want to uh, do research or create knowledge about family businesses and try then to translate their findings into best practices for the family business community. That's our first thing. And the second one is to, you know, to create educational opportunities for family businesses from the region to learn more. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. And you've been operating there, the uh, the institute, for about 20 years? The institute, 20 years. I've yes. been there as a director for three and a half so far, but the Institute has been there. This is, it's going to be, this is our 20th year. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. In our last conversation, we talked a little bit about diversity in family-owned businesses, specifically about women and women leaders in family-owned businesses, which is a great show. If you missed it, please go back and look at our archives because it was a great story that you told about that study. But tell us about the second study that you've done recently. This one had to do with risk-taking and financial performance in family businesses. Tell us a little bit about the data and where you got the data for this study that you conducted on risk-taking in family businesses. Sure, Sherry. So uh, the data we got from, uh, we become members of a global, global research network about family businesses. So uh, this is a network of around 35 schools around the world. Uh, that is uh, coordinated by Babson College. It's called the STEP Project for Family Enterprises. We have conducted two surveys. Uh, this is from the 2015 survey, which collected data of around uh, 700 family businesses. Great. So a, yeah. a pretty wide and broad spectrum of right. businesses that you talked to for yes. this survey. That's great. That's great. So so tell us your hypothesis and what you started with. Tell us all about this. We have always 
had this idea, uh, and research has supported that idea, that family businesses are risk-averse in general, very conservative when it comes to investments and um, very risk-averse. Okay, and more so than you know, publicly traded companies. In comparison or, yes. to non-family counterparts. So regardless of if they are public or private, family businesses are perceived as uh, risk-averse. Wow, okay. Yeah. Now, uh, the thing is that um, th we, we were wondering about uh, the relationship with uh, the risk aversion and uh, their financial performance. In finance, you know that the higher the risk, the higher the returns. Of course. Right? Yes. So given that family businesses are risk-averse or are perceived as risk-averse, you would find that they would be lower performance. That, right, that would stand to reason. Yes. Right. So when you see research, even though it has been contradictory, sometimes a very it's very common that family businesses outperform. Right. So we said, well, maybe this you know notion of risk aversion or family businesses risk aversion uh, needs to be you know research in a more at another level in a different you know right you've got contradicting to, information here, right so. it's contradictory so we need to disentangle yeah all these all, yeah, all let's these explore. findings yeah so that's what inspire us um i am I'm, I'm working uh on this with two other colleagues from latin america one um colombian jenny rodriguez who is also a co-author on the previous study that we talked about and the other one is helmut chavez from guatemala And we have this global um, database of over 700 family businesses wow. around the world. Uh, and they are private family businesses. So we said, let's go into those. Let's use that data and figure out, you know, the relationship between these risk aversion levels and uh, family business financial performance. Right, right, right. So the first thing that we did was to, you know, to figure out what risk means, right? That's the To define it, yes. Right? So uh, what it means uh, when it comes to a business is, uh, you know, taking bold actions, mm -hmm. um, venturing into the unknown, right? sort of, and, uh, you know, making big in investments. Yeah, investments that will require a lot of resources in terms of course money or time or people, That's what risk means, right? Right. And when we went, uh, uh, did a deep dive into the literature, what we found was that, well, we have seen that we refer as risk taking regardless of what we ask. So um, some researchers have studied risk attitudes. Okay. Right. Right. So, for example, uh, if uh, it, Things like you ask family businesses, well, how do you feel about um, acquiring a new business mm -hmm. next year or in the next three years? Mm -hmm. How would you feel about um, going international? You mm -hmm. know, how would right. you feel about starting a new business that is a spin-off of this business, right? Right. In the future, sort of a, a prospective question. Sure. Right? So to try to measure their attitude, their opinion, their feelings, you know, what they believe about risk-taking. That's right. one thing. The other group of studies have asked them about things that they have already done. So not about their attitudes, but their actual actions. Okay. 
Okay. Did your study look at both of those things? Yes. Then? Oh, so this might have been very unique in that it combined both of those questions. Both of those. That's right. Fascinating. That's okay. right. So when we talk about actions, we asked the family businesses about um, about uh, have you been have you acquired any business? How many have you acquired? Have you done mergers? You know, mm-hmm. right? Uh, have you uh, started a new business? Have you started new ventures? Have you got into a new market, or have you developed new products? And are they already that are already there in the market? So those are the risky activities that we ask them about, right? So you see, and sometimes you see that in research, they even though they are called different, one is risk uh, risk taking orientation, which mm-hmm. is the attitude, and the other one is. Um, entrepreneurial risk taking. So they are two different, but they are two different things. Absolutely, they right? are. Yes, yes. And and uh, when they ask, when when we ask family businesses, they have very different results. Okay. And what's more interesting is that they are not measuring the same thing. They are two separate constructs. So how do the results you know? differ? Tell us about that. So what's interesting is that. Um, what we found in terms of uh, the risk-taking attitudes, right. you know, their beliefs, their opinions towards risk, we found that family businesses and their relationships with uh, performance, we found that uh, it, there's a negative relationship between risk-taking orientation, their attitude towards business and performance, and it goes down to a point where they say, you know what? If I keep this attitude, I probably get, you know, be out of business soon. So it changes and it starts going up. Whoa. <laughs> so it has a U-shaped relationship, risk-taking orientation and financial performance in family business, right? So it goes down to a point where they say, you know what? We need, that's our interpretation, of course, but somehow they change. And it starts, and then it becomes positive. What we think is that probably they say, you know what, we we need to change something. We need to start exploring something different. Otherwise, we're gonna be, you know, if we don't, um, if we don't take this risk or we don't actually look for things, you know, that could be risky. Right. Then we are gonna be keep going. So you I know. wonder within that, I mean, did you look at, you know, first generation, second generation, third generation, do you do you start to hit the bottom of that U shape as you go with progressive generations? Because we hear a lot about the handoff from first to, you know, yeah. the, the original founders yeah. of first generation to second generation at the success rate and the ability to keep the business and the family, as you know, kind of goes down. Does that play yeah. into that's it a at very, all, that's, that's a very interesting question. And we did control for uh, Generation, so okay. that's, there's no effect on that relationship okay. of the generation. So we control for generation, and we control for the age of the respondent, because you usually oh, yes. tend to think that you know as the, you get older, older, you might be less risk averse. Because so you're we control to for the that too. Okay, yeah. interesting. So, so that did still, not play into it at no. all. No. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Really so, interesting finding. So exactly. So that in terms of you know the the U shaped right. right, they let it get so far, yeah. and then they say, "No, we've Let's got to change come out that of that. Attitude. We've got to change our attitude. We got to think differently about uh-huh. this, exactly, or we're not going to be here anymore." Exactly. Mm. So that was an interesting result that we got. Uh, the other one would be when we went to study the actions, yes. you know, the previous actions that they have done that are risky, you know. 
we found we were expecting to have the the inverse like mm -hmm. the like a inverse u shaped mm -hmm. you where you start investing you know acquiring businesses or diving into new markets you will have a positive relationship with uh, performance right up to one point and our rationale was there's going to be a point where there's going to be so much that they will not be very good at managing those that the the, the relationship will start decreasing you know okay so if you keep buying things and things you know right there's going to be a point where you can just you know, effect, be effectively manage them all. Right. Right. So our expectation was to to see, you know, it turn there. Like, does it drop off? And exactly. Start to take a uh, downturn. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it didn't happen. It was positive all the way. No kidding. Yeah. So, what does that mean? Did they learn how to develop their management team and grow a leadership team to be able to? We so we were we then tried to explore. Well, let's have an explanation. Maybe a con the context has to do with you know with whatever sure. decision. And since we had uh, a global you know database, right? Uh, what what we found, which I think is also very interesting, is that well, having these taking these risky actions, you know having the, the right um, behaviors when mm -hmm. it comes to risk-taking pays very well if you have if, if you are in a very high competitive environment. If there is too much rivalry, you need to look for different things, you know, and, and if you actually invest on those, performance is going to go well. Family businesses perform better in highly competitive environments if they invest in risky activities like mergers acquisitions and you know venturing in new businesses very very interesting yeah when it comes to attitude you know when when it comes to attitude what we found is that in hectic environments mm -hmm. you know like in emerging countries for example where institutions are not that protective of you know mm -hmm. the people or the or the or the or the business or doing business, I guess, what we found is that their relationship tends to decrease between the, uh, the risk-taking attitude and performance. Wow. So what does that mean for us? There's a lot to unpack. I know, I in know. In those findings. So so how, what do we learn from that? How, how can we change the way we approach risk in our businesses, our family-owned businesses? So my, 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 our take uh, from, from these results is that first, uh, well, the environment mar matters when yes. it comes to risk-taking. That's one thing. The other thing is that uh, family businesses are not unequivocally risk-averse. You right. know, there are differences. Which we thought comes, they were, but they're not. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes they take a lot of risks and sometimes when they, they don't even realize it until you actually let them know. Well, you tell me that you have a, you, you show me that you have a low attitude towards risk, but when I see what you have done, it shows the opposite. Right. Right. So that's another thing that I think is very interesting. And lastly, uh, when it comes to the attitudes, what I think, family businesses could learn from these results is that 
their attitude is always, you know, like, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure if I will invest. I'm not sure if I will, you know, go down that road. I'm not sure if I will take the risk. But when you have that attitude, you can miss opportunities. Right. You know, so you need to be proactive. Yes. You know, it's not about buying and buying businesses, of course. It's more about being aware that there are things happening outside yes. that you need to look for yes. so that you don't miss or overlook opportunities. Right. I think that's Very my well take, said. you know, from from this result about, you know, the difference between the, your attitude towards risk and actually taking a risk, you know? Yes. So uh, we got a stronger result when it comes to the attitude. You know, so we family businesses have a, 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 a yeah, they are they, they have they are lower when it, their results compared to non-family counterparts when it comes to attitude towards risk. They are lower, you know, they are lower. Yeah, which is interesting. Right. We don't know why it would seem to me to reason that, you know, they're trying to protect the assets of the family. There's more, there seems to be more at risk if they lose. Right. Um, the of whole course, family loses. Course. There's a lot on me. So they're, they're protecting so much more, perhaps, in a personal way. But what I hear you saying is it might, if you are approaching risk taking with that attitude, it might be good to partner up with someone on your leadership team to push the envelope a little bit and be the eyes and ears out yeah. there in the larger marketplace to say, what are we missing? What's changing? And to keep pushing us forward. And you mentioned in particular in a highly competitive market. Yeah. Because that's where the biggest risk is to being risk averse. Exactly. Right? You, you, yeah. uh, yes, that's an excellent, excellent point and, and take on these results. And what's interesting is uh, you also mentioned, uh, I would say, good practice. So bring others. You know, to yes. give you advice. You know, have a you know a board of advisors with uh, you know outsiders that can give you you know that, that can help you identify those opportunities. Right. You explore out there so that you don't overlook things that are you know that could be a good fit for, for your certain, business. For you know? certain, right? To bring things to you, and also they can help you vet those ideas. And and you know, I, I've often said with friends starting businesses or looking, I say, let me poke holes in it. Yeah. I love to help look at business plans with people and say, let me poke some holes in that for you. Have you looked at this? Have you looked at yeah. that? But that, but that board of directors or that unofficial board of directors, depending on the size of your operation, can also help you. Yeah, because we often see that, you know, you're so focused as you're running the business and we see that on family businesses that you, they are doing and doing and doing and yeah. doing and we show it here. Yeah. You know, you're, they are doing the, the the risky activities, they are doing them, right? But, but they need to look around and see if there are opportunities out there that they should be taking advantage of right. and they might be overlooking. Right. Yeah. And you know from your study that the ones that are taking advantage of them are winning. Yeah. They have very good results. And again, uh, it seems to, you know, keep working for family businesses, right? Right. So, yeah. Right. So our takeaway today is don't be afraid of risk. No, don't be. Don't be, you know. And again, so for uh, one thing that is interesting and I didn't mention is that um, investing in research and development, mm. usually, which is a risk-taking activity, you know. Sure. And family businesses is scored very low on that in general, 
And R and D, they just don't R&D. invest. In they it. don't seem to be investing a lot, and that's, that's not an attitude. That's an and and a behavior. However, if you think about that sort of investment, it's very uncertain as opposed to buying a business. You know, right? Because it's not tangible, right? You know the results. So you invest in R and D, and you don't have no idea. If that's going to work. Right. Well, if you invest on an acquisition, at least you see. Right. You know, you, you, you have some immediate results. Uh, well, yeah. or something. Potential, potentially it, you do. I mean, if you buy, if you if you make an acquisition and you're buying a business that's successful, you have some immediate results to your bottom line. When you invest in R&D, it's an expense. Yeah. It's a cost. It just yeah. drains the resources of the organization. Yeah. Your profitability. Unless. Exactly. Unless you hit the next big idea. Uh-huh. And then... This is a calculated risk that you're able to take because your research is able to show you that you've got a product here or you've got a service here or whatever it is that's, that could potentially score really big. And so that that data helps you make a really good informed decision and take yeah. a calculated risk. Yeah. So that's interesting. So we need to spend more time probably yeah. in R&D yeah. also. Yeah, more. Not more, just buying more the safe, resources the safe tried and true. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very fascinating. Yeah. I results. think that's a takeaway from also from this because again, risk taking, uh, investing. I'm sorry, investing on R and D is it's, it has to do with your attitude. Yes, risk, not necessarily your actions, but your attitude. Right. So we, so families need to change that. Right. Really, mm-hmm. and embrace it yeah. as part of their strategy for moving yeah. forward. Mm-hmm. Great information. Yeah. A really, really interesting topic to talk about. I'm so glad you joined Thank us today, you. Anna. Thank you. So again, we're here today with Anna Gonzalez. She's the director of the Family Owned Business Institute and the assistant professor of management in the Seaman College of Business at Grand Valley State University. And we've been talking about family businesses and risk taking, and we have learned a lot today. My goodness, Anna. So if our listeners want to know more about this study, about what it could mean to them in their business, or just want to know more about what the Family-Owned Business Institute is all about at Grand Valley, how can they reach out to you, Anna? Well, email will be, you know, the very, the most effective way to do that. Uh, my Gmail is G-O-N-Z, as in Sierra, double A-N-A, at gvsu.edu, or they can check um, our contact information on our website, gvsu.edu slash fovi. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Anna, for being with us today on the Welsh Wire and with the Family Business Alliance as well. Oh, thank you very much, Sherry, for having me. I really enjoy our time together and I hope, you know, I brought something interesting for you. You audience. absolutely did. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Welsh Wire. We hope you'll join us for the next episode. For more information, visit welshandassociates.net.